Hey, you hooligans. My name is Darren Hansen, and you're listening to another episode of Oak Performance Radio. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oak Performance Radio. I'm your host, Adam Lane. If you're new to the show, our goal here is to create some content, some fantastic content for athletes, parents, and coaches. We tell stories, have laughs, and we go into everything that is the end game of athletic performance, helping athletes achieve their optimal performance and be the best that they can possibly be. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Oak Performance Radio. I'm your host, Adam Lane. With me today, the CEO, CFO (laughs) of Hanson Athletics, Mr. Darren Hanson. Darren, thanks for taking the time and your busy day. I thought you were like pausing there for me to. I should have. We didn't communicate that very well. See, this is what happens (laughs) when we wing it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, So, So Derek, tell tell the people about tell where you're in Idaho, the best place on earth. Is it cold? Yeah, today it's really cold. Actually, we don't have any snow. Which usually at this point we have feet of snow, and it's just cold and no snow though. Oh, but like my car was like I don't have a garage, and my car was completely frozen over this morning, like the whole thing. So, so is this uh, is, is this Corona that's making the snow not fall, or is there? Are there other reasons? No, honestly, just a late late winter years. Yeah, usually these are the best years, so the snow holds off, and then between it all just comes down. You know, in a couple months, the same amount that would have been spread out over. Sometimes, I mean, we've had five five months. Like it's been snowy for five months of the year. Sometimes. Oh, jeez. When I've lived here. So. Oh. And you're from there. You're from. Yep. We're we're, we're in Idaho. Pocatello. Right? Pocatello, Idaho. Okay. Best you, place on earth. There we go. Because you're you're basically saying it's it's three hours to anywhere you want to go. Yeah, it's called the Gate City, so it's it's really close to Salt Lake, Boise, Jackson Hole, uh, Yellowstone National Park, which a lot of listeners have probably heard about, right? Yellowstone. Um, yep, we're just kind of right in the middle, so you can hop in your car, take off. Uh, our town's sixty thousand people, so not too small. Pretty big, world class uh, mountain biking. Um, fly fishing. I mean, you name it outdoors. We got it. Nice. Do you partake in all those things? All the outdoorsy things? Yep. I do. Yeah, I do all the skiing. I started, I started mountain biking this last year. Um, loved it. And so that's a new one for me, but yeah, I fish a little bit, hunt a little bit, uh, do it. I mean, when you're in Idaho, you just, that's kind of what you do because I mean, there's not like a huge downtown or going out scene. It's more, uh, you recreate and you work, and uh, that's what you do. Nice, 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 nice. So tell the people give give a little 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 history here of 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 yourself, and then and then the business Hanson Athletics, and and who you train, why you train, and go from there. Okay, you might have to guide me as I uh, just start rambling on. So can do. Um, First off, what we've created, the gym, uh, the brand, it's called Hans Athletics. Uh, I came from a background of sports, playing sports, um, had dreams of playing college sports. Uh, what sports? A, What'd you do? Fo- football. Football okay. was my like my main sport that I wanted to play in college. Um, so kind of did pretty good in high school, different time. I mean, I graduated in 2010, which wasn't that long ago, but... Recruiting process was a little bit different. Um, I mean, I never made a video. We didn't have social media <laughs> and whatnot. So I was kind of a, a cusp player, and uh, we did pretty good in high school. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably know the name Taysom Hill. I played with Taysom Hill. Okay. I was a year younger than him. So he's he's from my high school, uh, and he plays for the Saints now, obviously, and he's like a big deal. So Ooh. everybody's always talking about him right now. So throw that out there. Nice. But, uh, 
went down to Utah State, was going to try to uh, walk on there, kind of had talked to the coaches, and they had wanted me to come walk on, so kind of like a preferred walk on. And uh, just had a bunch of interest. So I tore my quadricep tendon, um, messing around on skis. And then I tore. <laughs> so I it's tore not a good Achilles. story. <laughs> no. Nah, so I tore my quadricep tendon and my Achilles. And at that point, I'd have been injured for about a year and a half straight, uh, almost two years. And I just knew it wasn't going to pan out, but I was really kind of frustrated. And where I put my energy was. I was like, I got it. There's got to be something going on, right? Like maybe it's my movement. Maybe I just have crappy genetics, but uh, maybe something's going on. So during that time, I had the opportunity to, since I was injured and I had relationships, I helped out um, in the weight room at Utah State. And then I actually ran a program for Campus Rec that developed. At first, it was a CrossFit. Uh, it was a free affiliate CrossFit that I took over. And I'd already been kind of diving into um, CrossFit football. And I took mm-hmm. I took some of that idea and applied it rather than doing like a normal CrossFit gym. And then over time, I changed the name to USU Strength and Conditioning. So I ran a program for the university where I trained uh, high, like basically college um, club sports and also general population. Wow. So I got my first exposure to working with athletes. I was working with like uh, women's lacrosse, men's lacrosse, uh, men's soccer, and just the club sports that didn't have a facility to train at. So they were, they were training with me. And then also I had like 150 kids a semester that willingly signed up and paid on their own. Like it was a, (laughs) it was a separate endeavor than just your tuition. Um, that it grew to about that size before I graduated. So I had about 150 kids every semester coming in every day. So basically I got to run a gym, got that experience for running a gym for the school without having to front the money up myself, which, Looking back, it did for the right reason. I mean, where would I have been if I just played college football and then was done? I wouldn't have had the experience that I had because I got to work with hundreds and hundreds, maybe close to a thousand athletes while I was in college or with college age kids. So um, So, I got to learn. Which I think it has to be tough because you're training athletes your same age. Oh, yeah. So I had to really (laughs) learn how to connect with people uh, and get them to believe in what I was saying and and kind of – agreeing to listen to someone their age right so yeah. i mean if you're the same age as someone sometimes you're gonna have problems with convincing them that you are they should listen to you yeah. so <laughs> that was a great experience i mean i learned i learned how i mean everybody w- was listening to me so i must have done something all right mm-hmm. um nice but but yeah i got to work with a lot of my own age group and younger kids Wow. so that's yeah that's where it all started i changed my degree i was in marketing uh, I got a minor in that instead. I changed to exercise science and kinesiology because I loved it so much. Started diving into how the body moved. And, uh, you know, that's a really big, like a really big uh, help in, in what I do right now because I have a lot of people come to me and I have a partnership with a physical therapy clinic where people come to me after injury or they want to get fixed or they have pain. I have a lot of people that come to me in pain and we go through and break them down and build them back up. And I my degree in kinesiology, uh, kinesiology really helps with that yeah. Um, because I can see movement kind of on a whole mass scale um, rather than just like referral like this. Oh, he's a pain in his knee. Then it's his knee, you know? <laughs> so we look at things a lot more broad than that and are able to put it together. Um, so yeah, so Utah state uh, graduated, got kind of uh, picked up. I would say like recruited by a gym in Salt Lake. It's called massive athletics. Uh, the owner's Nick Fowler. He writes all the programming for brute strength oh. uh, for their crop, for their CrossFit athletes. Okay. So like all their CrossFit games competitors, 
he also has a f- facility that does individualized training for people in the sugar house area in Salt Lake. Okay. So I went down there, started uh, working there, uh, coaching a lot of people there, um, building relationships. I helped out a little bit at the university of Utah with Olympic sports, um, got in the weight room there a little bit, but, uh, that only ended up about a year. Didn't really click with, um, the owner and just kind of was like, my brand was growing on the internet. Cause I, I had started Hanson athletics because there was a demand for people leaving and moving after college that were asking me to continue training them. So I started building the brand, found, made a logo, figured out all myself, got some, got some, like started using uh, true coach and training people. Nice. And, uh, now, when was and, that? What year, what year are we talking? Oh, we're talking like, um, what I graduate in 2015, 16. 15. Okay. Nice. So I had started doing the online a long time ago and, uh, luckily I feel thankful for that because obviously we've had that all in place and I'm very familiar with how to do it, which has helped with this whole Corona thing to Mm -hmm. still provide value to people that we have. Um, so yeah, it kind of just developed that there was a need for it. And the problem was, is that was growing a lot and I was trying to work for this guy and he didn't really, he didn't really love that there was like this kind of, uh, I was growing on one side while I was in the gym and whatnot. So there's a little bit of a clash. So at the, at the, as soon as I had an opportunity, my buddy owned a house here in Pocatello. He said, come move into my house. I'm going to rent it out. It has an 800 square foot garage. And then the rest is history. I mean, we moved in there in a year, we moved into a physical therapy clinic. And then the year after that, now we have our own facility and then uh, looking to move right now into a pretty full size one. So nice. 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 So training right now, who, who do you train? Who, who's, who's the typical athlete uh, at Hanson I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, here's the deal. I wouldn't say we have like, so in our physical location, it looks a little different than online. So one thing that's universal with everyone we have is everyone is at a stage where they're ready to be coached. Um, we make it very clear that, you know, that's the kind of relationship we want to have. We want to coach you a lot. We want to dive into it. We want you to be open to feedback. So, mm-hmm. um, that's, what's universal across all our online and in the gym. Now that might look like a nine-year-old and that might look like a 75-year-old. So we've got all kinds of people. I'd say our mass, our, our biggest, like we talked about earlier, our, our biggest population in the actual gym is uh, high school, middle school athletes okay. um, and females too. So a majority of that swayed towards females. And then we just have those outliers of people all ages that also are coming in, but the majority is high school athletes. Online, I have a lot of Olympic weightlifters. Uh, it's oh. not as popular in my area right now. So I, I have... A lot of Olympic weightlifters online. I have um, j- like actually quite a bit of females that just want like kind of general stay in shape three times a week programming with kettlebells or dumbbells to do at home. Gotcha. And then um, obviously your hard charging athletes too. But I would say, yeah, majority majority online is people that just want to stay in shape. And then the second secondary to that is Olympic weightlifters and people that want their videos broken down and a lot of engagement from a coach and, uh, and whatnot. So cool. How do you, how do you balance? Uh, cause you said I a lot. <laughs> I, work all day. I, I work all day, every day, man. I, yeah. I mean, yesterday was my birthday. It was Sunday nice. and I probably worked six, seven hours on the computer. So nice. that's kind of the life I live right now. You know, I'm 29. I'm young, uh, you know, single. Got the, wor- the world is your house. oyster. Yeah. I'm just working my butt off, you know, just working, 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 uh, have a a really distinct vision, not like a set vision, but I have a really gut feeling that uh, I can help a lot of people. And, uh, I just got to keep my head down and work and then get the right systems in place. 
But um, yeah, I just feel like the brand and myself as an individual at some point, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to know who we are and we're going to help a lot of people and we're in it for the right reasons. Yeah. So I just grind, man. I, <laughs> I don't have balance right now. I wish I did. I, I mean, I try, I make sure I get up every morning and I work out every morning, take care of myself, eat well, try to go bed on time. But in terms of like, yeah, you just, I mean, when you got all that going on and I have another job, I do, I'm a marketing director at a physical therapy clinic. So nice. I mean, I've got all of that <laughs> going on. So. How, how do you, oh gosh, where to go with this? How, how do you, f- so as, as, as busy as, as you are, and actually like people, I guess in general, and we'll frame this a little bit more towards like youth, you said a lot of middle school, a lot of high school kids. Yeah. Um, how, as busy as they are, I know everything Corona and whatnot is, is kind of messing things up, but sometimes it's, we're, we're still busy, even though we, with Corona, how, how do you, how do you get the kids to balance between their, their sport, like their actual, you know, on the field stuff and the training that they do with you? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I mean, at first, um, well, we always try, I mean, we're biased, but <laughs> I mean, I always convince all my kids that we're more important than the sport. There you go. So, there you so, go. So, uh, I mean, the things that we learn, the things we do, I mean, kids will start with us and sometimes their parents mentality will be like, Hey, they're going to come in until X is about to start. Mm-hmm. Right. And then before they know it, I mean, their kids just like in their ear and they, they stay all year long. So we do in season training, out of season training. Um, we, we like to have the kids, I mean, for the entirety of the year yeah. and, uh, really prioritize it. Like, this is what's, this is important beyond just like your sport carryover. Like we'll get into that conversation. We talk about that. We'll fuel that. Like your goal is college sports. Your goal is better performance on the field. We're all about that. But at the end of the day, it's like the conversations I have a lot with a lot of our female athletes is like, now look at me in the eyes. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be able to take care of yourself for the rest of your life. You're going to be able to walk into whether you go play college sport or not, you're going to walk into whatever college gym you have. You're going to be confident. You're going to freaking lift more weight than most dudes there. You're going to know how to do all the barbell movements. Like this is going to be a skill and uh, something that will help keep your self-confidence high, no matter what life throws at you. So you're going to be able to, you know, you're going to be able to have that routine, have that. And you're like, it's just going to separate you from a lot of people uh, mentally. So that's kind of a conversation that we have with all our female athletes is like, this is going to provide you a lot of value over your life. And you're going to be able to teach your kids or your family members or whatever, how to do this stuff as well. So kind of like an intrinsic goal. I don't really tell all the kids is like, I would love for every one of those kids to be able to coach people one day. Like I want to turn every kid I coach, I coach into a coach. Yeah. Nice. Why, why do you think you guys get more, more of the female athlete? We do too. So it's uh, a leading I think, I think question. Like I, right I think like I, what I said is uh, earlier was, it's just like, they're ready to be coached more generally than males. Like uh-huh. males, we have to convince a lot. It takes a little bit t- more time to buy in. A lot of the guys are like, I'll just go to gold's gym on my own, yeah. or I'll add some stuff in at the high school weight room. Uh, a lot of them are already going to high school weights. And a lot of our females in our area don't even have a weights class. So, yeah. um, first off there's the need because they don't have a weights program outside of that. And then, um, once they get into it, they're just really coachable. Like girls in general just want to learn more are open to it. Guys. We just have our like necks flared up a little more. We got egos. Oh yeah. I think I knew it all as an adolescent male. I mean, there was not one thing I I did not know. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I think that's, that plays into it. Nice. That's nice. Um, in, in the way of your success, like Hanson Athletics is, is, is doing really well. Things are growing. 
why? 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 What do you think you guys do better than than other gyms? Um, and, and not to compare, but like in, in order yeah. for your kids to actually actually see results, what what do people? Because it's not always what's on Instagram. It's not what always you know what what's pictured yeah. in the the little. What what do you really impose upon your kids that you think you know makes it different? Yeah. So I think I got two answers to this. So one is. I think as a staff and as an owner myself, like I'm in it for the right reasons. I posted something on this a while ago. Like I'm just so passionate about it. It's not just a a side job for me. So like when we look at other gyms, it's like, dude, I like, I have so much fire every morning to wake up and at 5am and do this stuff. And that's because I truly love it. And I I love connecting with the kids. So that's going to lead into the next one because I think fitness is just, an avenue that I chose that I was good at. I understood I had an eye for, I think it's just an avenue I chose to help, uh, help people. So I think I'm just passionate about helping people. And I could have been a high school teacher. I could have been a college teacher. I could have been, uh, all kinds of things. I could have been a therapist. I could have been whatever. Like, I just want to help people. So I think fitness was just a route that I naturally was drawn to, um, and that I really liked and I've done well with. So I think that's what, kind of snowballs into why we're separating ourselves, especially in our public community, like in my community where uh, the internet's kind of hard, right. But in my community, um, we are just so invested in the kids and personally, emotionally, like with helping them, uh, grow beyond just lifting weights and putting on muscle and talking about performance. Like we're there for them in every stage, whatever they need. Uh, we go to their games on the weekends, like, we just, we just are really invested in teaching them, you know, what we wish we knew at that age and, uh, talking about mindset and talking about lifestyle and, and the way, like if, if your goals really are this, this is what you have to do to get there. And I know it doesn't make as much sense right now. Uh, you're just gonna have to take my word for it. And as you build that trust, you know, they start making those small changes and the parents see it right away. They're like, I don't know what you're doing, but we're going to keep them coming all year because my kid's behaving better at home than they ever have. So uh, I think that's the separating factor is we just coach the, sh- the crap out of these kids and, uh, we're really invested and they know we care about them beyond just like them coming into the gym. Yeah. So I think that's almost funny to have to, I don't know. Cause I, I, I that's a, that's a huge deal. And I think it's even a bigger deal when kids don't get that. And, and you see that missing in their life. You, you see like they're, you know, the coach is just the dictator. They, they, they say whether they're sport coach or strength coach or whatever it is, but they, they stand in their pulpit and they just yell at halftime and they yell after the game and they just yell, 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 yell. And it's, they, they miss that, that, that connection. Cause if you have a kid that, you know, really likes you, really enjoys, you know, you know, they're, they're going to show up at, at five in the morning and work out. And, and yeah. And, 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 I, and that just dies. Okay. So I just posted on this cause I was actually really frustrated with some stuff going on like in around my areas, it's just like the coaches nowadays, like these kids are pretty switched on and a little bit smarter maybe than I was when I was young. And I just used to be like, yeah, like yell at me, like whatever. But <laughs> nowadays, like you can't convince me that there's not a situation in sport as a sport coach or anything where you could take a positive mindset and like motivate these kids to do better and have a better outcome yeah. than getting down on them or yelling at them or using conditioning as a punishment tool or saying, Hey, don't show up till next Monday because we're not going (laughs) to practice till you want to be here. Like that old school crap doesn't work anymore. And it's really starting to frustrate me because a lot of, I think people just don't know how to coach. Like they like a sport. And so they're like, I want to be a coach. 
but coaching is so much more of a craft than just showing up and yelling at kids like that does not motivate any of them anymore. Yeah. And especially females. Like if you tell me that ripping down a female is a way to motivate <laughs> them and make them better and make them love their sport and want to try hard for you, I will fight you like tooth and nail <laughs> because that is not the case. I've seen it with every female athlete I've ever worked with. Like it's not the case at all. And if anything, they're not going to play as hard for you because they don't feel like you actually care about them. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Sorry, I'm a little rant right there. no, no! It's funny how that time gets me fired time, up. Yeah, well, times have changed. I remember my my offensive line co- co- coach first day of practicing senior year. He broke his clipboard over my helmet. I mean, I was wearing a helmet. It I barely felt it, but like literally, it just get it together, yeah. guys. And I just happened to be standing in the middle, and boom, you know, there goes yeah. the clipboard. Um, and, and yeah, I, I just, yeah, times are changing, and I I handled it yeah, fine then, bad. but I mean, it's just like, that's the way it, that's the way it should have been. Yeah. I think we're just getting more switched on. It's like anger. Just, I don't know. It just doesn't, it just doesn't do it. Like I can honestly tell you that there's never been a time. There's been a times in the gym where I'll say, get serious with the kid and be like, Hey, if you want to be here, be here. But if not, I'm going to ask you to leave and you can come back when you're ready, like, or pay attention or whatever. Yeah. But I've never like ripped a kid down, yelled at a kid ever. And I'll tell you what, all those kids are motivated to be there and they work hard when they're there. And it's some of the best hours of their day every time. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's <laughs> the proofs in the pudding. Like the kids are motivated to be there, but they don't even want to go to their sport. Like they don't even want to play in their games. So it's like, <laughs> oh gosh, what's right, you know, yeah. what's, what's more effective. What, um, oh gosh, so many different ways we can go from here. What, what's what's the next thing on your horizon of all the things that you, you guys are doing at Hanson? What, what's, what's, what's the next step that you're thinking to yourself, man, if I just did a little bit more of this, we, yes. we, we might make yeah. more changes. Oh, I know. So I, <laughs> so first off I'm restructuring kind of how everything looks visually in the signup process. I would like to grow the online side a little bit more because it's a way that we can affect people all around the world. Um, so I'm working on restructuring that, getting it in a, a, more efficient package. So I don't burn myself dry. <laughs> and then, um, cause are you there, the only one that programs for your online stuff? Are you the, no, the all program? my coaches at the gym oh, they do. Uh, have, have their own thing. Okay. Like with enhanced athletics, because yeah. I want them to have like avenues to grow and mm-hmm. make more money and, yeah. and potentially like get their niche market. So oh. no, we all do that, but I, I definitely have the majority. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time and have a, kind of a base of like close to 80 people that I program for. Oh, wow. And uh, oh, wow. so that's Jeez. pretty hefty. And then I have the training teams, which I write and people follow. So I'm working on repackaging that. I want to grow the training teams. Um, I want to get my other coaches some more uh, like individualized type of programming. And then number two is going to be, I want to create my own system for like a really efficient system for training coaches. I've been fortunate thus far that my coaches coming in already have a pretty good educational background. Mm. We're in the same line. They all kind of dig the power athlete stuff. So I I get them into that and get them into those courses, but I want to create a really good course and I'm first going to test it on, you know, my batch of coaches, train them, get a really good process on training coaches coming in because if I'm going to say world-class coaching, every coach has to be pretty switched on. Yeah. And then from there, turning that into directing that towards the, you know, the public and being able to have other coaches purchase and do those training programs. Uh, so like online education, uh, maybe even like a sports directed one. I like kind of like Brett does the art of coaching, Mm, maybe like a connection one and a, and a training methodology one. So I guess where I see it going is 
I think online or in Pocatello, we're going to grow naturally and kind of fill whatever need we, we want here. We're growing a ton. I mean, we already write, I write programming for high school summer weights programs for a bunch of different high schools around the area too. So we've kind of got our fingers in some of the high school coaches and saying, Hey, we'll help provide the product. We're not going to take the power from you. You still run your strength program. We're just going to give you direction and a program and somebody to lean back on when you want to talk about why we're doing it this way. And, you know, so, because a lot of those coaches are just thrown into that situation, have no background in strength conditioning whatsoever. They're just a sport coach. So we're assisting there. We'll see what happens with that. We have good relationships with the clubs in town, the soccer club, the volleyball club. So when we get a bigger facility, I think we'll do some club sport, uh, like a whole club type of deal. But I think where I see it getting where, like I talked about earlier, where I can affect a lot of people and be and help a lot of people is probably going to be the internet. So I want to put out really good products to the internet. I want to travel. I want to do seminars. I want to have people come to me and check out the facility, ask questions. I want to help other people start gyms. Um, I just want to help people. So I guess that all comes back to that same thing, but that's how I see it growing. Um, Even beyond just like, I I have no doubt we'll be super successful in in our physical location for how big we want to be. Just because like I said, we just really care and we do everything right. And there might be ups and downs, but we're going to be successful there. Um, I just want to figure out how to crack that hole the internet is such a big, large place <laughs> where there's so many people playing. Right. Yeah. So it's like, how do you stand out there? So that's kind of like my biggest passion right now. And I, my problem is I just try to put out really good educational content on mm-hmm. Instagram and stuff, but nobody really actually wants to watch long form content or like engage with it. Like, yeah. like all the kids just want to like swipe through two second videos mm-hmm. on TikTok and stuff. So I'm still trying to figure out that. I have seen you are on the TikTok. Look at you yeah, go. I made one. I'm like, dude, I got it. I did a good, <laughs> I did a good podcast on mine with Jessica Isaac. She's a nutritionist, nutritionist at UCLA. Okay. Um, and she used to work at the Mamba Academy. So Kobe Bryant's. Academy. Oh yeah, yeah. And she works with a lot of, so we talked about uh, nutrition for high school athletes and she's like all about, she does a ton of stuff on TikTok now. And she's like, I get way more engagement and way more <laughs> like kids. So it's like, if that's the market you're trying oh, to reach and help too, yeah. you have to do it, which sucks. Yeah. Because morally, morally I'm opposed. Yeah. But, I don't <laughs> but at some point it's like you just have to play the game. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like I'm three times too old for TikTok, but okay. I just post uh, the same stuff I put on Instagram, really. Oh yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't like okay, this is gonna be TikTok specific. I don't okay. have time for that. So oh, hey. I just make sure that there's something there so it's popping up in the kids' feeds in the area. So they're like seeing it and being like, Oh, maybe I should listen to this podcast or Maybe look at this cool training. Maybe I should go check it out. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I respect the heck out of you for, for all the all the passion that you bring in. You see that within your all your social stuff because you are, you know, the, you bring it in, in every, every way possible. Um, how to do, 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 and I think it, we kind of talked about this before we hit the record button before, like the, the, the truly caring about, about the athlete piece. I kind of want to circle back to that because I, I think people, pe- people kind of miss that. Um, I, I think a lot of the times they think all strength coaches are the same. Hey, no, no, I, I, no, we, we lift weights in high school. We're, we're good. Or no, no, my dad has a yeah. gym set up downstairs. Um, how do you, what, what's the difference? What, what, what are people missing when you, when you hear lines like that? Um, so, you know what? Real quick, I'm going to jump back. So Power Athlete put out this thing, and I think it didn't come from them. I don't remember. I think it was Tony Blau or something. He talks about how uh, there's like three types of coaches. There's the technician, there's the coach, and there's uh, – I forget the other one. 
technician, coach, trainer. So a trainer is like really proficient at programming, writing, training, understanding, training. Technicians really good at seeing movement cues. And then a coach is somebody that, you know, can look at an athlete in the eyes and say, what's up today? Like, <laughs> I, like literally I have kids that walk in and I immediately, by the way, their shoulders are positioned. I'm like, Hey, what's up? You yeah. know, you get in trouble at home. Uh, you know, let's make sure we do things right. You know, go give your parents a hug. Uh, you know, what can we do in here that, you know, I try to make it a little more fun that day. <laughs> so that's even though that's every day where, is fun, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. You just know, <laughs> you just can tell who needs a little bit more attention yeah. uh, when you really get in tune with these kids. Um, so I think that's the difference is I, I think, uh, you have to be in both worlds, right? Like you can be, I honestly, I think you can lean more towards like spending your time learning how to connect with people and engage and coach and be more successful than if you're really, uh, proficient at queuing and programming, but you can't connect with people and you can't, and you don't understand that whole coaching side and how to motivate people intrinsically and make them not tell them what they can do, but convince them themselves that they can do it. Um, you know, like build that inner confidence, they'll be lifelong customers at that point. Like yeah. if you want to look at it from a business aspect. Um, so I think, I think it's like largely, I think a lot of people are obsessed with wanting to just be like the best, like pro I got the best program mm -hmm. or I've got, uh, the eye for movement, you know, and it's like, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, if you can't connect with the athlete, um, and, and inspire them to make the change within themselves, it, I could be running the worst program in the freaking world and probably get more out of kids in some gyms. So yeah. it just, it just, it, the buy-in thing, um, that's huge. So I don't remember where you wanted me to go with that, no, but that's, that's my. Well, so now opinion. I'm going to take it back to, cause you're talking about coaches and, and, and educating coaches and, and stuff like that. And this is all stuff I'm terrible at. Um, I just kind of do my thing and I just want my coaches to watch what I do and how I do it and then do what yeah. I do. <laughs> and <Right. laughs> I, I, I think some of the, the the stuff that you're talking about here should be absolute, complete common sense. Like, of course you connect with the athlete. Don't be a jerk and make kids cry. Like, yeah. you know, yes, motivate them. Don't you like, do, yeah, get on yeah. them when they need to get on them a little bit, but then you back off when you need to back off. Just kind of yeah. re read it a little bit. Um, how do you communicate that to your, to your coaching staff? Because that, I... None of that is in my skill set, and I respect anybody that wants to yeah. give give that a give that. So, a hit. Commu yeah, communicating can be hard because I think I mean obviously you were a teacher, so yeah. some of us intrinsically come by that more. So, like my siblings, I'm the oldest. I have a brother that's gonna be a doctor, and a brother that's gonna be an architect. But I've always been <laughs> the guy in the room that can just like feel and see emotions and just connect with people and know yeah. who to talk to and how to lead a room. Like I've always been very socially adept. And I think there's people that um, are just that way. So you're probably like, if you were a teacher and you connect with kids and now doing what you do, you're probably that. So for us, it's like, you don't understand how anyone could ever look at it differently. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but some people have like a completely different worldview of that in terms of like my brother, like it took him like literally 24 years to get a filter. Like he would say stuff. And I'm like, dude, you cannot say that. Like you cannot say that in front of people and not expect them to hate you. Like, so I think it's just, the way you communicate it isn't like you can have people watch you. You can have people do all that, but you're never, they're never going to become you. Um, so I think you just have to kind of find the right players around you and then utilize, like if you have a coach that's really good at writing programs, but can't like connect with people, that might just be someone that you have to find ways for them to, to like be on that end of the spectrum more and coach less, but like be the guy that's in charge of all the pro like there's different cogs you need, I think to yeah. be successful. And we can just 
like some people can do it all. Like I would say I do a pretty good job at all of it. And I've really relied on uh, like power athlete for education on uh, more, more of like understanding the training programs and the specificity of why we do what we do. Cause I want to be world-class in that as well. I want to be like the whole package. Um, but I think, I don't think you can always expect everyone to have that type of dedication to it. So I'd say you gotta, you gotta try what you can to teach them what, you know, um, maybe in-person stuff, like getting all the coaches together and making them uh, connect with each other and get them really uncomfortable. So yeah. like the people that are like that are probably going to be really uncomfortable, uh, sharing emotions or being, or being, uh, really open with people. So if you can get them in situations where they have to do that more social speaking, uh, that, that might help a little bit, but I think you just have to utilize them, uh, where they're, where they're best yeah. and then try to find someone that intrinsically is like you, uh, in terms of like wants to connect with people or like for me, like sometimes I just bring the, like I, a lot of the times I have a really, uh, another really great coach that he's not as outgoing as me and everybody knows that. And that's fine. But when I'm in there and he's in there, like I'm still bringing the energy to his clients. <laughs> so I'll like, I'm in there bringing energy. I'll talk to all of them. Like we just kind of work in unison and realize like, it's not like that's your client. This is my client. Yeah. Like we don't like, we don't like engage together and it's like we come as kind of a package deal. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's exhausting sometimes because yeah. I'm I'm like always bringing the energy, <laughs> and at some point I'm sure I'll find another cog that can kind of take that, like somebody that can kind of take some of that uh, responsibility from me. But I'd say if you aren't that coach and you have a gym, you need to find somebody that can connect with people, like over anything, like yeah. even if they don't know a lick, like if they don't know anything, and you go and meet somebody that just can carry the energy in a room, yeah, be like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, do you want to learn? Because I can teach you but I can't teach you that. It's yeah. really hard to teach that. It is. Um, so yeah. I don't know if that, there's not really a specific answer for like how you can teach that. I think all you can do is like tell people about it and try to make them aware. And then from there they have to put the energy into actually developing that. So it's tough if they don't have it by the time they're like, you know, mid late twenties, it's like, yeah. cause now you're just really set in your ways yeah. in terms of how you interact socially. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I think it's interesting on the <clears throat> like more general pop classes with you know your Barry's boot camp and your other like big time like they'll they'll go into areas and find you know just outgoing you know people are extremely active on Instagram and stuff like that who with with a billion followers who like can get up and put on a show they might not know squat about fitness um, yeah. but they'll, they'll Barry's will train them <laughs> quote unquote that's honestly you know really, I, the fitness oh, industry is just it's nuts because there's so no. Crazy. There's no like actual process to know if somebody's qual. Like it's yeah. like, cool, you got an ACE certification. <laughs> like what the hell does that mean? You know. So it's like, you got it in a weekends. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I said like it's important to me to bring like be, like this is gonna be like I want to be a professional in this field, and I yeah. think that's what you look for is people that don't just want to do it. Like they want to make this their lot. Like this yeah. is their career. Yeah. Um, because I'm driven not only to connect with people, but also to have that whole other background of being a professional coach yeah. and, and, and a train, a professional trainer and a professional technician and not just uh, one or the other, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Nice. So I guess, yeah, that's my advice. Find yeah. someone that wants to do this for life and is very passionate yeah. about it and is continuing to educate themselves. I share with my clients all the time. Hey, I'm doing this course, learning more. Like I want to start applying this. Like I, I'm just very open with 
you know, this is how I'm pushing myself. How are you pushing yourself? Yeah. So, yeah. Are you, did you jump on, did I see you jumped on one of the new power athlete? Oh, I'm on ones? all of them. You're yeah, on all of them. ever comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I, already, I signed up for the foot one. I signed up for the trainer one. On. The trainer one's like a lot of the methodology, but it's like packaged for uh, like a more of a general perspective. Mm-hmm. Super good. I, I would say if any trainer out there right now is listening to this mm-hmm. and they like, if you haven't done anything power athlete, you have to do that trainer's course at yeah. least to get your feet wet because it's better. Like anything power athlete puts out, in my opinion, is dude, I've done a lot of certifications, yeah. <laughs> a lot of certifications. Yeah. <laughs> and that methodology in block one was by far the best. Yeah. And these other ones aren't quite the same because you don't go test in person, but the information they're putting out is world-class and, and they do it in a good way, like in a very structured way. Yeah. Uh, the way, like the teachable thing is super nice. And uh, if you really dive into those, you can, you can get a lot out of even just that trainer's one yeah. that could take your coaching to like another level. Yeah. So. No, I think it's funny looking back on on everything, all the certification stuff that I that I have that is now over there in that box because I haven't hung it on the wall because I don't even think I want to hang it on the wall because yeah. really that power athlete one is in and not only the like, the knowledge of coaching like hey you should squat like this you should you know blah blah yeah um but just everything that you're talking about there to to, to truly be yeah. the complete coach is 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 <laughs> everything just kind of yeah. pales in comparison after yeah. that. And, and I think experience <laughs> is huge. Like, it's just like, you have to get your, you have to get the experience. Like before I got that job at USU, like I was volunteering at 5am for two, like almost two years at a CrossFit gym for free. Yeah. Like people come to me and want a job and I'm like, dude, you, like you got to show me that you really, really want yeah. it first. Um, because if you can't even make it through that phase, you might as well just not start. Yeah. So uh, experience, like I have my CSCS on my degree. I don't hang any of that stuff up. Yeah. I have the block in the gym. Honestly, parents don't even ask, which <laughs> maybe you should start asking too. Like, like parents will come in and I'm like, do you want to know anything about us? And they're like, no, I think we're good. Let's do the assessment. I'm like, okay, you don't want to know anything about any of the experience we have. So I think a lot of people are actually really uneducated consumers yeah. in the fitness industry, yeah. which isn't necessarily, I mean, it's so, it is so common that I don't know if it's like, the individuals, pro- there's just something going on where people don't understand that there are professionals in this field yet, or they're just not aware of like, there's a difference between uh, a Pilates and a professional strength conditioning gym. Yeah. And they're just like showing up and signing up and they're like, Oh yeah, my kid's going to be gone for an hour a day. That's awesome. Like there's just such a value and quality like difference that you can get. And people are not aware of that yet, or they just haven't put the energy into thinking about it because yeah. this industry is just plagued with like, if people would just be a smart consumer, like if they spend as much time looking into where they're going to train at versus, um, I don't know, like which <laughs> iPhone they're going to get next or like which Mac they're going to get next or whatever yeah. the, the, whatever they're like, what, when am I going to get that new Xbox? Mm-hmm. Like if they put that much energy into that, into the, like they would be a better consumer, yeah. but it's just like, it's kind of frustrating that people, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people, put no energy into deciding who they're going to put their physical health into their hands. And it's like, that's like seriously the most important thing is your body. Like that's the one thing you get one shot at. Like you can mess up a lot of things, but like your body, like that's, yeah, you only get one. It's frustrating. (laughs) I've I've had one lady and one parent in eight plus years here. Um, at the end of our consult, you know, hey, what questions do you have? She's like, yeah, um," like she was searching for like something to ask. Um, what certification do you have? I'm like, well, ma'am, I have quite a few. Exactly which one were you looking for? And she's like, 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm just trying to be, I heard that podcast. I'm just trying to be better. <laughs> like, that sounds awesome. Well, these are my favorite, but you know, like I applaud yeah. you for asking, but oh, she had no idea. Like I could, I could have made up letters. I have the ESPN. Yep. You know, I'm very yeah. certified and you know, yeah. Oh. And, and, and that's the thing too, is like, yeah. I can name off a bunch of certifications and I know coaches, I've met coaches that have a bunch of certifications yeah. that I still wouldn't have trained my kid. Yeah. So that's not always like the telltale. Like I would just say, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. You just have to kind of get a feel for the coach and maybe ask parents of kids that already go there. Like, yeah. have you noticed it? You know, I don't know. You got to do your research and uh, find someone that's really into it and maybe just experience and have has athletes that have been successful, has clients that have been successful, um, you know, kind of has that proof in the pudding of, yeah. yeah, I've done this and I've been here and I did a good job at it. Yeah. I think it's funny all the time that we put into our, our, our social media and website and stuff like that. And, you know, <clears throat> like, Oh, Oh, Zach, you brought a friend. Yeah. You know, how'd you hear about us? Oh, Zach just told me I should try. Yeah. It. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, great. So, okay. <laughs> all, so all this effort, all, all that stuff I'm doing on Facebook, all the, all the Instagram posts that you saw, none of it. You just, Zach told you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Word of mouth. I would still say is oh, so it's huge, it's especially huge. in small, I don't know how big your community is, yeah. but even for the physical therapy market or the physical therapy office here, it's like the word of mouth is where you're going to get the hottest leads. Like yeah. it's going to like, you can spend all your time on the internet, but it, you should spend way more time making sure you're doing a good job with the people that are already your clients and are in the gym, because that is going to be the best energy for marketing that you can do. Okay. Nice. So Darren, to, to like ending thought here. So if you're, if you're a parent and you're, you're trying to find, there's not a Hanson athletics in your backyard or Oak strength at that point or performance at that point. What, what, what do you tell parents? What would you advise parents do in which to try to find a, a good place for their, their kid to train? What, you know, kind of everything that we went through there, if you were to kind yeah. of package that up. That's tough. It's like, uh, I think first off would be to start asking around, maybe, maybe, you know, ask friends, parents, or even people you don't know, like if they have successful, you know, kids that seem like they're physically put together or they just really enjoy life and they're running around at sports and they're happy and they look good and they're not injured. And you can start saying, <laughs> Hey, what is your, what is your kid doing? Um, you know, just do some research on that. You can just Google search too and go through people's websites and see what they may, what is important to them. Like mine's all about coaching. So that, you know, right away that I really care about the coaching aspect of it. Okay. Uh, number three could be reach out to either one of us and we can see if there's a power. I mean, the power athlete network seems to pull people that have uh, very common. I've never met anyone in the power athlete network that I was like, I don't like this person. Um, so, cause it just like yeah. kind of filters mm -hmm. out. So like once yeah. you get to the block one network, it's like, I'd probably be comfortable sending almost anyone that hit me up to a block one coach in, in, in if they're yeah. close to their area. Yep. Um, 100%. That's another way you could do it. You could also, I mean, you could ask one of us too about just like, Hey, can you do a little, I'll, I would spend 10 minutes looking for someone. Like if somebody hit me up from this podcast and said, mm -hmm. Hey, do a general search on gyms in the area and, and just scan through their stuff and see like, if you see anything that I wouldn't see that would make, you know, maybe make this person stand out to you. Yeah. Um, so I would say you probably ask another professional, uh, uh, if you have a relationship with one, which you all have with me now. So I'm available. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And go check, go shout, go, go like send your, have your kid go to a gym. Oh, I got it. I'm ready. This is it. 
<laughs> so seriously, like it's pretty important. So when you, if your kid walks into a gym and they just show them directly into big group class and they don't get much attention, that's a big no, no. Yeah. Okay. So if you want your kid to get what we're talking about, that first session better be probably one-on-one. And if, if logistically they can't do it, I mean, there better be not very many of them and they better do an assessment and figure out what your kid's goals are, past injuries, uh, talk to them probably one-on-one, not with you in the room, figure out what the kid wants, um, where they're at, where they're at emotionally, where they're going to fit in. Like all of that upfront work is imperative to have your kid having success. We do that with every person that walks in our door. And when you um, say assessment, you don't mean your, your max effort deadlift, right? No, that- it's <laughs> no, we do freaking, we do like, we talk for 20 minutes and then we do body weight movement and I can see enough with body weight movement to tell you like, okay, we need to do some one-on-ones before we ramp you into a class. Oh, your kid's pretty switched on. I might up that if they're like doing really good, I might be like, okay, let's try a little bit of weight. You've had experience before. Let's see what it looks like. Um, but I mean, we can, I can spot that out pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just go through the primal movements. So all the, pro- the power athlete primal movements, mm-hmm. uh, the dead bug, like we do all that stuff. And by the end they're sweating, but I mean, I can tell pretty generally how somebody moves just like that. And we have a true form too, which we, yeah. we have them run. We have them run, dude. When you have somebody run, you're going to know, <laughs> you're going to know right away what, whether, all. like where they need to start at. Yeah. Like this kid needs some one-on-ones cause he, he runs like a baby deer mm-hmm. or like if somebody can run well, they're going to be pretty good at stepping up, pretty good at lunging. Okay. At squatting, although they can still have some pretty crappy ankles. Yeah. So, yeah. um, that's I would just look for that initial investment from the coach and the organization to put extra effort and time into figuring out who your kid is, mm-hmm. not just a number. Yeah. That's it. That's the answer. I don't it yeah. took me so long to get to that, but yeah. that's probably <laughs> that's probably it. Like yeah. that's there's yeah. nothing better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I'm amazed with how many how many people have programs that are so inflexible. I sadly see this too much at the high schools where it's like, oh, this is the program and it says, you know, we're we're gonna max a deadlift today. I'm like you're 15 and you deadlift. You're like, you, yeah. you, you've deadlift three times in your life and now you're going to max dude. it. Like, Oh, and like just, straight bar deadlift. Yeah. It's just like, dude, the kid can't even, can't even remotely touch his knees and you're no. going to have him <laughs> straight bar deadlift and max. Yeah. Like at least get some hex bars. Yeah. Like, please. Like just, yeah. yeah. We, we, anyway. we've had multiple kids now that, and again, high schools are kind of hit and miss, but like they come, yeah, man, my, my back's really hurt. And like, what, what from what did, did you hurt yourself Monday? Like we talked, you seem fine. Da, da. No, yeah. Tuesday morning went in and we did it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, come on. Yeah. Local it's high ridiculous. school people. And I love you high school people. Like, I'm glad you're doing something. Something is better than nothing. That is great. But kids do not have to max out to like, ma- their, they like their power. Max. Never. Oh yeah. And I know a Never. lot of schools that, I mean, the first day of freshman weights class, they're like, okay, we need to get a baseline. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> no, you never even squat. Like oh. you're just going to load them up maximal. Gosh. Like that's kind of negligence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how (laughs) resilient kids are because so many more should be getting hurt. And for some reason they don't, they're just young and growing and it just, gosh, they're like an octopus. You cut off an arm, they gropes back, you know, just, (laughs) yeah, they'll survive. No doubt. Yeah. If you and I I to do that, we'd be dead. Oh man. In high school, I didn't lift weight and we showed up and we had snatch and power clean and like max squat and ass to grass squat and like, I remember my body hurt more in high school than it does now, oh. but I made it through. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how I did because if I could watch vid, if I could even like have videos of 
what that high school weight room looked like, <laughs> dude, I would cringe. I don't think I could watch it anymore knowing what I know. <laughs> like I couldn't, yeah. I would be like, I can't watch this. Yeah. Gosh. So. Well, coach, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Fun. Yeah, this was good. This was good. I need to get look up your podcast now. Now that Hand Satellites I, Radio. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not super proud of the first like 20, but the last <laughs> eight the last eight have been pretty good. Okay. There we like, go. They yeah, they, they not, keep getting better. Yeah. And I'm just like starting to reach out to people, like, hey, let's do a podcast. Yeah. And you'll be surprised. Like most people are want to do it. Yeah. So you can actually get some like that last guest I had, Jessica, she's pretty I mean, she's pretty high level. I'm like, oh yeah, all right. You want to do it? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm going to continue down that route. I really enjoy the podcast. Yeah. I think it's a good way to get information across. People enjoy listening sometimes over reading. Yeah, me too. And we get to learn, and it pushes us too. Like we get to learn stuff about other other facilities, other people, um, and whatnot. So. Yeah. You have a very professional setup there, bud. You got the little. Yeah, I got a couple. I got mics at my house. I got a mic at work. I got I got mic setups at every spot. So you can podcast whenever. Yeah, (laughs) podcast. But I also do a lot of video feedback on my online coaches rather than like trying to or on my online clients rather than trying to type it. Oh yeah. So I just I'll just send videos and break down uh, movement and connect with them on more of a face to face level. Even though it's not really face to face, but better than just like a somebody behind a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I do this and I just like to hear myself talk. So I like to record it. (laughs) It is fun. There's something about the podcast with like, you're in my ears. I'm in your ears. Like, yeah, I'm going to see see at one of the power athlete things. We're already best friends. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Adam, what's up? There's no cell phone. There's, we're not texting during this time. Like it's, it's like a real conversation. Um, which is hard to come by sometimes in 2020. So yeah, there we go. Well, bud, thanks again. And, um, yeah. Yeah. To, for for, for people me. for people to reach out to you if, if you know they, they they want to find you on the interwebs where do they look? Okay, yeah, just Google it, Hanson Athletics. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things pop up. Uh, Instagrams Hanson Athletics, Twitter's Coach D Hanson. I have a personal Instagram as well, linked to the Hanson Athletics Instagram. But basically, if you just put in anything Hanson Athletics, I manage all the website forms too. So if you're like seriously like, hey, I want to know where to go to in my town, and there's nobody there, like send me that stuff. I'll I'll help I'll help you guys out however I can. Um, you can find it there. I got Hanson Athletics Radio. I got a blog, so that's any podcast <laughs> place. I've got uh, blogs all on the website. So, I mean, I'm just trying to put it all out there, and you can just find it. Just type in Hanson Athletics in any search bar, and you're going to get some stuff. So. Very cool. Awesome. Darren, I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yep, thanks for having me on.